Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive, Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listenership. Start getting that anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today... We got Jameson, we got Ty, and back onto the podcast for the first time in who knows how long, Bowden Blake has sailed his way back. Blake, welcome back on. We had to have you on for the TCU preview. Welcome back, man. How do you feel? Feeling good. This is this is going to be a fun game this weekend. That's all I got to say. It's a typical TCU team, but not a typical OU team. So I, I'm, I'm really pumped to be back on and talk about it today. Absolutely, absolutely. Jameson, Ty, are y'all uh, feeling refreshed from the bye week? How are we feeling? Yeah, um, it was it was kind of weird. Um, you know, Saturday just chilling on the couch, nothing to do, no plans. Um, yeah, and now I'm heading down to Fort Worth for the game this weekend, so I'm excited. I love it. Iron Man Jameson at it again. Ty, how how how, how was your bye week? Uh, I, I will say it was it was kind of relaxing to not have an OU game uh, because it's been so you know, chaotic this year. There's not a week that we can really relax uh, with a game apparently. So it was kind of nice. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just, it was good to chill, you know, watch some actually good football because last time uh, it was like week two, there was nothing on, but this time got to watch that uh, Alabama Georgia game. It was a fun time. So let's get right into it. Obviously no game to recap because we went an hour into the Texas one last week. Just check that out if you want to hear us talk a little bit more about OU. But, hey, we have Blake here. Some talk some frogs. So, Blake, first question for you. Watching OU, what is the biggest weakness you've seen out of the Sooners uh, that you think TCU could exploit here? Ooh, this one's hard. Okay, I will probably go because I would say, like, one of y'all's biggest problems is offensive line, and you y'all have told me that, but – we have no pass rush this year, so I can't see us like just with the talent we have exploiting that. So I guess my big thing is secondary with a young decision maker and Spencer Rattler that we have two like we have two all like almost I would say all American safeties and then a guy who's came out of nowhere and Noah Daniels at corner this year for us that we have three guys in that secondary that if Spencer Rattler is going to make some of the throws I've seen him make the past few games like we can easily exploit that and those are though that could be the those could be the game defined decisions as we saw last week we weren't or two weeks ago I guess forcing no turnovers have had no momentum whatsoever, but against Texas, forcing turnovers, putting Sam Ellinger in a bad spot, and that kind of it it bounces back to our offense. We play with a little bit more confidence and swagger. So if I see one thing, it's we have to get a pick or two from Spencer Radler, get him rattled early. Oh, of course, you just had to do that low hanging fruit with the Radler rattled thing. Ugh. 
Jameson, how do you see uh, TCU secondary uh, being a factor in this? Well, yeah, that's that's their biggest strength, and that's what they produce. You know, that's what they're known for. Um, and like you said, Traven Morig and Ardarius Washington are those the guys you referred to that are really good? Because yeah. those are the guys that I've yeah. seen whenever I watch the games. They look really good. And I also noticed it's Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew is one of the yes. cornerbacks for for TCU. I don't know how good he is, but that's honestly pretty cool. He is like he is like one of those guys that. About two times out of three, you're like pulling your hair out. Like he's the guy that they overthrow him by ten yards and is up, like like doing oh, yeah. the <laughs> incomplete. Ooh. And you're like, and he'll make some dumb plays, but then like right when you're about to scold him again, and like he'll just make some incredible like swatter deflection. You're like, okay, like I guess I'll I'll stop. But he's he's all right. Like he's he's still pretty young, but. He Sounds, he has to step yeah. it up a little bit and be a little bit more consistent. Sounds like Buki, but without the actually good <laughs> plays. You know, just the guy that just says incomplete all the time whenever it's overthrown. Oh man, sounds like a Zach Sanchez. Oh yeah, no, that's a good comparison. He's, just, he's basically. Buki, but with good plays, you know, once or twice a game. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, we uh Buki's only good play nowadays is when he gets ejected. <laughs> oh man, Buki. Yeah, that is uh the guy we easily make fun of the most on he's he's definitely our um our 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 dark horse, the goat that we make fun of. Um, you know, talking about you know, kind of interesting scenarios. So TCU almost lost uh their LSU transfer linebacker am yeah. i right on that is that just a weird yeah. rumor it's it's not a weird rumor he's saying with the program like it was kind of weird at first because the reports initially were like he's leaving but now it like came out that he's gonna stay with the program for a bit but supposedly he's had a really hard time learning gary's defense which is which is not surprising because it's like gary's defense is not meant for it's not meant for just a guy that has pure talent and coming to play he's usually dealing with like i think uh no maybe it's noah daniels yeah noah daniels was a 1500 yard rusher in his senior year of high school and then got converted to cornerback so it's more meant for those guys that gary finds like the three-star high iq guys and it's all it's all schematic so he's technically still with the team but i bet he leaves by the end of the year. He's not getting any playing time. So that sounds like a very bizarre scenario there. Um, so I we've watched a little TCU. It, it's a different team. Obviously, yeah. they didn't get their uh, preseason, well, not preseason, their non-conference in got canceled with that SMU game. I think that would have been uh, pretty telling. Um, and then obviously uh, Max Duggan, you know, uh, didn't play most of uh, the start of the not most of the start. He came. He came mm-hmm. in uh, about halfway through. Didn't get a, a real fall camp. Um, it has been. I wouldn't say rusty, but definitely a better quarterback than what we've seen. Um, so, really, w- looking at TCU, what is the thing you're most afraid of coming out of the frogs? Like, what, 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 what do you see OU having a lot of advantages here? <laughs> The main thing is it's – I don't see it necessarily as what OU is going to do to the Frogs, rather the Frogs do to themselves. Like the main thing that has separated us separated us from our I, like Iowa State game and then our, our, our Iowa State and Kansas State games and then uh, Texas, it's just offensive consistency. 
uh, Texas, we were rolling. Duggan felt loose, free. The play calling felt somewhat good for the first time in forever that we're spreading him out more. All, we had like a consistent running back that game, which was nice, which hasn't been the case the past two, through, uh, like few games. But then the first game, it's Duggan comes in halfway through, brings us back almost to win, but we lose. And then Kansas State is just finding no offensive rhythm. And that was literally everything, everything that I saw in our bad games last year. It's just we can't find it's we have like our offensive instead of one OC, we have an OC, we have Jerry Kill, who's our CEO of our offense. He's like a special assistant to Gary Patterson. And then we brought in Doug Meacham again as another offensive assistant who was originally with like the 2014 Frogs. So it's just a lot of guys trying to figure out how to schematically do this. And it's a lot of just Duggan trying to win the game on his own with like a kind of inferior offensive line and bad play calling. So if we come out and we're playing it safe and just not letting Duggan like spread, spread five guys out and let him just sling the ball and open up space for him to run. If that doesn't happen, we're, there's no way TC is going to stay with OU this weekend. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because if there was ever a team to get consistency with um, it would be OU uh, this defense. Yeah provides a lot of open opportunities um and for duggan I, I feel like it's a good matchup for him running quarterbacks always an issue ty what looking at max duggan uh what issues what concerns do you see uh going forward with the sooners having to stop him um well i, I think it's funny because blake's take has kind of been the um you know the same take that we've had almost for ou um and it's it's funny because i think that my take on on OU and, and Duggan and, and everything else is almost the same as Blake's take. Is it's it's not really what TCU does. Anyone on that side of the uh, you know the ball, I, I don't think it really matters. It's it's more what we do, and I think we saw that. Um, you know, we'd been preaching that uh, all season, and I think we saw that um, against Texas. You know, when we performed, regardless of what they were doing, we carried it, and I, I think it's the same thing here. So I, I just, you know, he's he's going to have an easier time than he should against our defense. But, you know, I, I think it's on us. For sure. I, I agree. Jameson, what are your thoughts? You're muted, Jameson. I'm, I'm on mute. My beam, my beam. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, my, my thing is with, like, Duggan, uh, he's, yeah, like you said, he's a type of quarterback that scares me. He's got a little bit of hype. He's got He's got confidence in his legs, but, I mean, he's not like a speed demon. I don't think it's – his run game is a type of thing that uh, Grinch is going to give enough respect to to kind of spy, you know. It's not like we're playing De'Aaron King. Um, but still, I know that Duggan's going to extend a play and get a couple of those runs on third down that always kills um, OU. It's it's been the tail as long like as we can remember. You know, going all the way back to like as far as I can remember, Pat White. You know, with West Virginia, like just ever since then, it's just been running quarterbacks always destroy us. I'm not calling Duggan a running quarterback. I just know that he can extend a play, and I know that can hurt OU. Um, so I would like to see a spy. I would like to see, you know, I would like to see a lot more of David Uguaybu at the middle linebacker, keeping him up there. He's got the athleticism to run sideline to sideline with Doug and keep him contained. I think that'd be a really good move moving forward because frankly, I'm not afraid at all of TCU's run game. I don't think they've shown anything, but please correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. But the <laughs> running back has done nothing. 
or it's our running backs. Like that's what I, I said. Think, yeah, yeah. It's Duggan's our leading rusher right now, and like Duggan, I think Jameson said it perfectly. He's not like a running quarterback necessarily, but like he'll when he sees an opportunity, like he's going to run for it. And so that's sad when we have a quarterback that's like I would say like a thirty percent, forty percent rushing type of guy not like being our leading rusher whenever like my big thing is I've been calling for Zach Evans. I want Zach Evans starting every down back. I'm tired of this. He's like, because he's been out with contact tracing so much this year that he doesn't know the playbook. Well, I've seen about six other TCU running backs play this year that can't like get two yards. I'm like, whatever playbook this is, the guy just has to hand him the ball and let him do his thing. Like he's better than our three-star guys on the bench. Like, it's, that's been the one thing. I want to see Zach Evans. I just want to release him to the world. And maybe this might be the game. We we had a bye week. Maybe he got some first-team reps, and we can finally see that. Well, I mean, you know, the, the guy should at least know how to run up, you know, his holes. Should know yeah. He should know the four-hole, the three-hole. Yeah, like, come on now. like that. Just, just hand the ball off to the guy. Let him run. And, you know, you're right. Duggan isn't a running quarterback. But I still have that game from last year burned into my like retinas, uh, where du- where Duggan ran for 92 yards on us on 12 <laughs> carries, and then I even broke off a 62 yard run. So I mean, I anyone guess. can be anyone can be a running quarterback against OU. <laughs> exactly. Also, I, would, I just wanted quick quick uh, editor's note. I just wanted to shout out Jameson uh, for having absolutely no respect for Vince Young in pointing out uh, what's his name from West Virginia. <laughs> oh, Running quarterbacks that gave OU trouble. That's Vince Young didn't give us trouble. Vince Young didn't give us trouble. We shut him out one year, and the other year we beat him sixty-three to thirteen. Now, okay, two thousand five. Yeah, that was a disaster. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but let's not act like Vince Young like was some sort of titan against us. Yeah, but he beat, he beat Rain from West Virginia. Only beat us once. Derek or uh, Kyle Yeah, Johnny yeah, Manziel only beat us yeah. once. I mean, it's just Colt McCoy, like Johnny Manziel, Kawhi, you know, Tim that. Tebow. Like, but he can extend the play. He's not a running quarterback. It's a guy. It's a quarterback that can extend the play that we should be nervous about. It's not a Peyton Manning. It's not a Tom no, Brady. Yeah, no. You know, <laughs> those type of quarterbacks, I'm not nervous about. It's a guy that has the ability to run. I'm yeah. saying Pat White's in a different category than a Colt McCoy, but it's just it's been famous to where running quarterbacks have gashed us, and they usually average more rushing yards than I feel like versus other teams. I just feel like the history, we have not schemed well versus that at all. I, like I said, though, like RG3 is well, RG3 absolutely killed us on the run. Um, but, you know, you, know, you never know with Duggan. I, I think keeping him contained is just a good idea in general. That one yeah, random no, Utah State uh, quarterback that one year. I think his name was. I think it was. It was something like that, but he definitely tore us up. I'm excited Um, for uh, Blake to come on for the Baylor pod. (laughs) (laughs) I like the only thing I know about Baylor this year is I turned on the game the other day. I'm like, Charlie Brewer changed his number. Like the man straight up changed his number, and it's because of rules. Like they're keeping with rules tradition. Of the lower numbers, like the one through nine are the captains, like the single digits. And so he's now like a single digit captain number, even though I think he should be benched. That, that's... <laughs> wow, that's wild. I, I haven't watched enough Baylor this year, mainly because they never oh, they play. Because they keep canceling on everyone. Yeah. yeah. They, they, can't, they are not covering the spread well at all. 
to to borrow a tie term there. <laughs> oh man. Um. So you mentioned Zach Evans as you know a guy you want to see more of, but are there any TCU players that we maybe hadn't heard of who can really make an impact in this game? Um. That you know some of our listeners uh, should keep an eye out for on Saturday. Yeah, besides the besides all the guys we've listed on defense, like our two our two main receivers are Tay Barber and Quentin Johnson, and the, like those guys are going to be consistent. Tay Barber is more of a small, speedier guy. Really, probably he by far is our best receiver. Then Quentin Johnson has come out of the blue and uh, become a really good receiver for us this year. They're uh, scored, I think, like a touchdown or two for us. But uh, yeah, it's really it's this is what's so sad is. Uh, I feel like wide receivers where we're really missing production from because Duggan, like last year we had a lot of drops this year. We're starting to have that problem again. And Duggan is really going to be like, he's the star of our team. And so if they're not getting open and they're not getting spots where Duggan has like progressed as a good thrower now that that's, that's all I can really see, but there's nobody coming from the running back stable. That's good. Like, there's nobody from there. So that's who I would say, I guess. But it's mostly secondary and Duggan. That's our team. Yeah. Let, let me piggy, piggyback before we move on from the wide receivers on Quentin Johnston. I feel like we have to mention that this is a guy that we should worry about because he is six foot four. Um, he was one of the best like recruits coming out of wide receiver position coming out of high school last year um, and was a Texas commit and decommitted at the last second to go to TCU. This kid has skills and he's flashing as a true freshman. I I mean, I understand um, it's a lot easier to flash as a true freshman whenever you don't get as many high end four stars, like, um, like other schools do whenever TCU gets one. Yeah. He's going to play early, Um, but still six foot four wide receiver is definitely something to watch with him. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, uh, obviously a little different with Iowa state, but uh, as they were tight ends, but we, I mean, our guys get bullied all the time, you know, with big wide outs. So that's definitely something to watch easy. Um, last kind of TCU topic before we kind of move on. Um, so I don't know if this is just, you know, random people getting angry or if there's any validity to this, but is Gary Patterson on the hot seat, Blake? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. If it's... I feel me and some of my college friends have always had like this like joke of fire Patterson whenever things start going bad, but I, I, he's going to be there till whenever he wants to leave. We're not going to find, we're not in my lifetime. We will, we will not find a, another a, like head coach like Gary Patterson. That's going to give us this much success consistently. Uh, the issues that we're having, I feel like are mostly on the offensive end. So he has some, I think has some accountability there, but it's more, he has to just let, I think he needs at the end of the season, just wipe the slate clean. Stop getting these four or five guys, coaches in there trying to like cook up an offense. Let's just go out, get one good or like up and coming OC and just let him take the reins of the offense. Like that's our big problem is just not allowing one guy on the offense to call the plays and to consistently do that because Gary's going to call the defense every single time. And that's really where his focus is. And so I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I think like if people are going to get mad, it's he needs to start looking in and being like, the offense has been a problem ever since Trayvon Boykin left. Like, when are we going to, when are we going to find like what we have now is not working what do we need to do in order to get it better? Because it's not this past year, we just added more coaches, which is not going well. So we need to like start going the other way and subtract some. 
It's just a situation of too many cooks that never yeah. really works yeah. well. Um, I know they had, they've had success with, you know, Meacham and uh, back when they had Sonny Cumbie there, but it just really, did I get the name right? Sonny Cumbie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, but I mean, four some odd, whatever you're saying, that's way too much. Yeah. Um, now, before we move on from Patterson, uh, sure. He's, he, he might not be on his, on the hot seat for his, you know, football performance, but musically, are we, are we, should we be concerned? <laughs> Ty, Ty, what do you, what, what do you think about <laughs> Gary's like new music scene? Uh, do you, do you, do you vibe with it? What, what, what's your opinion here? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a bad move. I mean, the cringy, you know, super cheesy coach trying to be hip thing has actually done pretty well. I mean, look at, um, Harbaugh at Michigan. Like one of his things that he's known for is like, you know, just being really like trying to be cool, but also being really cheesy and it worked. like people like him for it. So I think it's, I think it was a good move recruiting wise. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. Uh, James, said, like, it, cool. uh, it's not well. That's cheesy. <laughs> it's cool, cool in a lame way. Yeah, cool players, lame way. players like it whenever the coach is some old man. He's just out of touch. You know, like think of like Roy yep. Williams. You know, every run gets into the locker room, does a stupid little dance, and they all go crazy for it because it looks so stupid. You know, didn't Mac Brown do a dance last year in the locker room too? Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 come on, like, it, it's, it's really fun. Yes, it's, 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 it's whenever they put themselves out there and they do that, yeah, they're going to get behind it. Of course, it's, it's fun. But yeah, I, think, I mean, yeah. Patterson, Patterson, I don't know. Maybe if he puts out some dance videos, I might be intrigued with his, if his, uh, I, it's getting some more. I need to get a rival. Oh, go ahead, Bobby. No, you go ahead, Blake. I was like, we need to get the rival to the Andy Reid dab video. Like when Andy Reid just came in after a playoff win and like straight up dabbed in front of the entire entire locker room. It's like, I need that. I need a little bit more dance in the music videos. That's my only complaint about it. Well, yeah, because I mean, to be fair, you know, recruiting wise, I don't think the recruits are here for the acoustic country music stylings of Gary Patterson. What's his, uh, what's the dude's name on, uh, the hot dog eating contest that has the, the good Badlands. Yeah. Patterson should do a Badlands style. Like that video. <laughs> <laughs> like showcasing TCU's like facilities as he goes through. Oh man. Hey, if, if y'all want to hear more about Badlands, we have a, uh, mini episode on, on just hot dog eating contest stuff. Check it out. I think it's just a hot dog emoji. Uh, Good, mediocre stuff, but I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Real good salesman here. Um, yeah, so um, I think that's all I got to really say about TCU. Uh, Jameson, I know you frequent Fort Worth quite often as well. Obviously, Blake, you know, lived there for years. Um, what's the first restaurant stop uh, in Texas for you? That, that's tough for me, man. I don't. I feel like I don't like have like a place I'm like I'm really like yearning for to go to TC whenever I go to Fort Worth. You know, I I mean I haven't have like a go to place there, so I really don't have a good answer for that. I did go to one place that comes to my first my mind whenever I think of it is whenever I went to Old South for their breakfast and I had their yes. lemon dutch their lemon dutch baby was babies. so good oh my god it's like a little like pancake crepe with like lemon on it kind of i put guess a powder, yeah and put a little powdered sugar on top it mm. is so good i mean if you're thinking like for worth like what you're gonna get when you go there i you don't think like dutch babies but that's what i think about <laughs> blake i know you could go on uh all day about uh the culinary delights 
in Fort Worth. What you're rolling through town? One stop. Where are you going? One stop food. I, I gotta go Heim. It's either Heim or Bearded Lady. Uh, I'll go like Heim. Bobby's probably talked about it at some point. Some of the best barbecue you'll ever have. Incredible bacon Burton's something unique incredible and then bearded lady has now moved to a the new spot since i've been there it used to be in like a little small house but now it's like a full-blown beer garden and like new age american food and so like they always make like dank grilled cheese and like stuff like that so i would say those two places but i definitely have i have a laundry list of ones i would go through i i fully endorse both heim look i had i had the terry blacks in uh, uptown loved it two days later uh had the heim food truck at their new spot and uh i believe it's right by love field heim yep. beats it heim heim is my favorite barbecue hands down in texas i know that's a spicy take but so good. it's good it's good stuff it's good stuff um so if you're if you're ever in fort worth check that out if you're not well i'm sorry for wasting your time but <laughs> you know what you know what definitely won't waste your time you know, I'm sure Jameson definitely knows what won't waste our time, right? You know? You know what won't waste our time? That's right. It's a Gruden Corner. David, yes. what is this, David? This is a Gruden Corner with Jameson. Everybody dancing. Oh, that's nice. I can't tell you if I'm more excited <laughs> for the premiere of Brat 2 uh, on Friday or this new juicy recruiting news that we got from the class of 2022. Um, so we just saw that um, the arguably the best wide receiver in the country of 2022, a five-star um, committed in Luther Burden um, a week or two ago to that class, now putting um, OU's wide receiver class in the 2022 at two guys already, with Jordan Hudson already being out of Garland, Texas, another high-end four-star guy. Um, and it's starting to squeeze this early in the process of you better get in now or else you're not going to have a spot. And every single time I bring up um, a wide receiver in that 2022 class, I always make sure I, I say Taylor Cetron out of Edmond Santa Fe. Um, you should keep an eye on him because, you know, he's big on OU. He's from our backyard and he's one of the best wide receivers in the country. Um, ranked the number one, number nine wide receiver in the country. Um according to 247. And just recently, like not, but a couple hours ago, as we're filming this on Tuesday night, he has announced he is committing in four days, in four days. And there is no, I, I think that it's just no coincidence that it's because our wide receiver room is shrinked with the new Luther Burden news. Um, so I think that that is leaning towards another wide receiver commit towards OU's 2022 class, looking like it's going to be a really stacked wide receiver class again. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as good as 2019's, but it has the potential if we could get some other big time guys um, that we're looking at in that class that the number one wide receiver in the class, Caleb Burton out of Texas, is also looking at OU. So if we get him, it will be similar to that of 2019's class. So Taylor Shetron. October 24th, keep an eye out for his commitment. Absolutely. Sounds big to me. I'm I'm all in. Um, all righty, y'all. Quick show. We didn't have a game to recap, but um, definitely had a lot to look forward to. Probably our most comprehensive look into it. Um, and uh, yeah, Blake, did we say anything that are, that's going to get the TCU fans uh, up in a, 
in a in a hissy. Are they are we are we about to have our Twitter attacked by TCU fans? I wish, I wish. I want one of those moments <laughs> again with the I feel like TCU Twitter is a lot smaller and I would hope has a little bit more like less time on their hands than ISU Twitter that's coming after y'all on, like, <laughs> like two days after a game. Well, I, I don't know if they just don't have podcast about the team or something, but apparently they were commenting on the first one we did last year, and we're like, Max Duggan's not from California, or, or not Duggan, but uh, uh, Brock Purdy is he's from he's from blah 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 Iowa. You should know this. I'm like, I, I love that. I love the fact that there's like some small contingent in Iowa just like waiting by like their Spotify or like iTunes like feed, just waiting for Bobby to release like the OU ISU preview just to rip you apart. Yeah, well there was there was a comment that was like they said the same thing last year, that same podcast. I'm like, okay. Uh, I I love it. I love it. I, I wish more teams would do it. Um, it's the same ugh. team. Yeah, I was saying I wish more teams would go after us. It, Iowa State. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, man. That's good. I feel like if West Virginia was a little bit better, I feel like they're next on the list. Like, if they knew just, about podcasts, yeah. <laughs> <Good boy. laughs> <You'd be wild. laughs> oh, no. We're a while off from West Virginia, but any final Please. comments before we head on out? I mean, no. really, I once again, I'm going to say it. Say it for you, TCU fans. OU ain't losing this game unless we beat ourselves. It's not going to be because TCU beat us. So come at me. But I, I'm just kidding. I think I think really really the key is if we have a good day in the passing day. If Spencer Rattler throws the ball, doesn't make too many mistakes. I think this is easily handled. Um, TCU secondary beating us would be the way that um, the momentum would shift and they would win. If OU, I agree. If o, yeah, if OU and Spencer Rattler play like they did in that second, well. No, I wouldn't say second half, but if they play steady, if they play solid, like they did in overtime, and uh, you know, Rattler mentioned in the press conference today that he wants to keep those turnovers down. Five is a high number for an OU quarterback. Uh, if we see the mature, calm Spencer Rattler that we saw in overtime, um, I think we'll be fine. Uh, just execute, um, and hopefully, we see that running game and that offensive line that we saw um, against Texas. Uh, completely missed this point. The transfer from UCLA. He's good. He's good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. That's, that's pretty big. big. Yeah, Chris oh, Murray played this year. Uh uh-uh. uh oh. I haven't even touched his like appeal until like just now, which makes no sense. You know, like come on, like they're handing out like basketball like things, and they haven't even touched the guy. He's like been on OU, all these other colleges, and people that weren't even playing in the Big Ten were getting appeals processed. It made no sense. And it would have really helped to put more pressure on to Marquise Hayes and Tyrus Robinson at the beginning of the year when they were playing bad. And now he's cleared right after they just had their best game in Texas. So I don't expect him to come and take over the offensive line. I think he's just going to be waiting, breathing down their necks. And if they do anything, have another bad game like they've had in the past, a three penalty game from Tyrese Robinson, you know, that it's coming for him with Chris Murray because he's that good. Bimbo is really high on him. Ty, do we need to start selling national communists against athlete shirts? <laughs> no, uh, I will say I, I kind of disagree in, in my closing comments with um, you and Jameson in offensive consistency being our key to success. I really think that regardless of what Spencer we get, I think he can be any of the Spencers that we've seen so far. I think the real big difference is um, – 
our defensive consistency and and that that turnover margin, which I think for us to be successful is more dependent on the defense creating the turnovers than the offense not creating the turnovers, if that makes sense. I, I really think our defensive consistency and performance is is what is going to matter significantly less than the offensive consistency or performance. Because the I think the floor is is really different. Because you know the floor for the worst we've seen Rattler is pretty low, but it's still higher than the floor for what we've seen from this defense. That's just my take too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know I'd love to see some of the uh, personnel decisions we made in uh, the Texas game that you know really worked. You know more Woody Washington uh, for one of uh, for one for sure. Yeah, um, I would love to see some of those changes. You know carry over and and work and yeah um by the way ty did you get to see uh grinch's comments on i guess the leadership in the defensive locker room i did not actually he he basically uh said like a lot of this is left over you have these guys who are saying they're um you have these guys who are saying they're leaders and then go out and play horribly uh that actually have no you know you, you you want your good players to actually play well and then own it. You know, they can't, they're, they're out. There's too much finger pointing. A lot of that stuff was there before he got there. I think that's a good move or a good step in the right direction. If he's is eradicating that in the locker room. Uh, Cause that's, yeah. that's the type of, that's the type of locker room that, you know, provide creates good defenses, but all right. Well, I think that's it. Blake, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, always good to have you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you for the uh, picks. You're going to do them live with us. So excited for that. You'll have to tune in for that. Jameson, Ty, thank you for coming on as always. Uh, always a blast talking with everyone. So, all right. For me, Ty, Jameson, and Boaton Blake, this has been the Schooner Pod. We will see you next time when we make our picks. Have a good week. Boomer Sooner. <laughs>